From Bobble House, this is Obsessed. I'm Elaine. And I'm Jana, and we are your hosts of this podcast. In each episode, we'll talk about pop culture, being in our 20s, and things we're obsessed with. We'll unpack our feelings about the good, the bad, and why they matter. So lately, I've been thinking about the perception of romance, and since Valentine's Day just passed, I kind of revisited what I thought love was as a child. Mm. And when I think about the ideal love story and the ideal Prince Charming, I don't really think about Disney love stories. Mm -hmm. I think about the meet cute situations in my favorite rom-coms. Yes, in this episode, we are talking about rom-coms. So how would you define a rom-com? Wait, first, what is romance to you? How would you define romance? Oh, that's a a loaded one. I thought we were going to start easy. (laughs) Okay, romance. I have no idea how I would define it. Like, how would I define this feeling of love for a partner or a romantic interest versus my friends or my family. Yeah. No, I literally Googled um, the definition of romance because I was like, I I haven't even thought about this. That's how people of our generation find answers to philosophical questions. Oh, absolutely. The conclusion that I came to is I think of romance as expressing love in a really unashamed way. It's like I'm wooing you or I'm flirting with you and I'm not hiding it. Mm-hmm. I also think of the word romanticize. I think right now, like oh, in the yeah. zeitgeist, yeah, we when we say we're romanticizing something, we mean we're appreciating the novelty of it, the experience that we're enjoying it as much as we can. You know, you can go to the farmer's market or you can romanticize going to the farmer's market. You know what I mean? Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, it's rose tinted glasses concept. Yes. Everything is more lovely and pink yeah um, when you're in love seeing everything as more slightly more beautiful more special that's romance to me I think and I think it's a warm feeling you get from someone yes definitely you mentioned the idea of love what you thought of it as a kid how would you Mm -hmm. say love as an adult compares to what you thought it would be like I mentioned like Disney before Mm -hmm. it's a lot of the prince charming grand gestures yes And then when I got a little bit in my teenage years, it was Mm -hmm. very lustful and dramatic. Mm, Horny. That's like romance, right? But then I think now it's more about feeling safe Mm. and feeling protected Mm. and also being able to be vulnerable with Mm. someone else and just being the truest version of you Mm. with someone you're romantically interested in. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then when people fall out of love they're always like oh I don't get that butterfly feeling in my stomach anymore right yeah but I don't think that's bad I think it's just because you're more comfortable with that person Mm. would you say you get butterflies still with your partner I think so sometimes when um I'm about to meet up with them I'm a little nervous I'm like oh what is he wearing what should (laughs) I be wearing where are we going what about you that's fun um, yeah, definitely. I think I was going to say, I feel like love for me is a lot like how I imagined it as a kid. <laughs> the sensation of being super wrapped up in someone and not being able to imagine your life without them and missing them all the time. Oh, yeah. It's pretty true to how I feel now. Although I will say something that is really important to me in love is feeling seen, which isn't mm. something that I gave much thought to as a kid. Yeah. You want to be heard. You want to feel like the person is actually listening to you. Yes. And seeing like every part of you, not just the facade. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so that was pretty loaded. Love <laughs> is hard to define, as yes. you can tell. Shockingly. Can... <laughs> Breaking news, love is hard to define. <laughs> love is hard to define and different for everyone. Yes. But to make it a little easier, um, maybe we should define what a rom-com means. Yes, I think romantic comedies have to be funny. In my opinion, there have to be shenanigans. And obviously, the central plot has to be about love, romantic love Mm -hmm. specifically. Although I think a common theme now is that that message kind of evolves into a self-love theme or Mm -hmm. another kind of love at the end. Yeah, I think there has to be that meet cute moment that Mm. we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And I think meet cute as a way of... Two potential lovers clashing in one way or another and finding each other in a not very realistic way. So they might start as enemies, but then the more they interact with each other, they realize that they're actually in love with each other. Yes. Enemies to lovers is such a classic rom-com trope that I'm obsessed with. (laughs) But I think it's sometimes not very realistic because if I hate someone, if I don't like someone, I'm not going to spend time with them, period. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I really agree with the love for oneself Mm. of rom-coms, like newer Mm rom-coms. I think what's cool about that is that we're less tied to heteronormative ideas of love Mm. or the conventional girl meets boy story. Right. And there doesn't need to be the grand gesture of one character professing their love, like running to the airport and being like, don't take that job in Boston. Stay with me forever. Yes always boston it's always a job in boston it's like boston or seattle have you seen valentine's day yeah when um is it the one with leah michelle no that's new year's eve i think oh what's valentine's day (laughs) but valentine's day there's a part where ashton kutcher like gets through airport security to run after jennifer garner and he he's like this girl she's like sunshine (laughs) gives that kind of speech that of course completely wins over the tsa agent and he lets him in I don't think that would happen in real life. TSA oh, absolutely agents... not. You get tackled and tased. Yeah, exactly. One time I was wearing a Juicy Couture tube top to the airport and yeah. I beeped in the scanner and they had to like run the little metal detector thing over my boobs because they were <gasps> bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just standing there having my boobs and be then... scanned. <laughs> but if it was a meet cute, the TSA agent would be a person who would be like, I love your top. Where did you get it? And we would fall in love. <laughs> true yeah. but was it not a meet cute moment with the vibe it was off? not a meet cute moment or actually another way that could be a meet cute would be if someone else maybe someone else also wearing a shiny shirt of some kind got pulled by tsa at the same time we look at each other we share a glance of understanding we're just like and you have to do it together like, yeah we're both the type of person who would wear a bedazzled tube top to the airport anyways <laughs> excuse me okay so one of my favorite rom-coms of all time is devil wears prada Ah. I love Devil's Prada. My brother and I actually love this movie to death. Cute. And it's the only movie we'll watch on repeat. Mm. And to all the listeners who haven't seen Devil Wears Prada, mm-hmm. you're missing out. I would be shocked if there's someone listening who hasn't seen it. I feel like that is so a part of the culture for us. Yeah. So basically, we follow the protagonist, Andy, who recently graduated from college and landed a job as assistant to the editor-in-chief of Runway Magazine. And it's based on a book written by a former assistant to the editor-in-chief at American Vogue. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's supposed to, Meryl Streep's character is supposed to emulate Anna Wintour. Yeah. So she goes through the journey of navigating the fashion industry. 
her ambitions and her love interests, which honestly were the most boring parts of the movie. I mm. was not there for the men. Mm. I was there for all the girlies. Yes. I think Andy was just so self-aware of her mm. own values. Like mm. when Meryl Streep was like, okay, I'm going to stomp on Nigel and take his position. Yeah. Andy said, well, that's not what I would do. And then yeah. she quit that position and she realized where her values were actually at. Yeah. I feel like that's such a big moment for her of realizing that she has, in fact, been completely swept up by this world because I feel like her character for the bulk of the movie believes that she is above all of this. Like she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm in this job. I'm not like these other fashion girlies. I'm not I'm I'm not not tempted by I'm not superficial. I'm not tempted by the the glitz and the glamour. Like I'm a serious journalist and that moment is her realizing I actually have become exactly like them. Yeah, I just thought. Meryl Streep, she carried that. Honestly, this might be controversial, but that is the defining Meryl Streep performance, in my opinion. I think because for me, I was at the perfect, like, impressionable age. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, to be, like, seared into my brain. But she has so many amazing one-liners in that movie, like the Cerulean monologue. Or Mm. when she's like, can someone tell me where my coffee is? Has she died or something? And then the, that's all. That's all. And then everybody wants to be us. Yeah. And then Andy's like, I don't want to be you. Yeah. And throws her phone in the fountain. Yeah. Who does that? That's a rom-com thing. It's a big rom-com thing. I want to do that. Sometimes when I'm on like a rooftop or something, I have the urge to throw my phone off of it. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Your iPhone? Yes. I know. I know. That thing's like $1,000. I have no idea. Who do you identify with in this movie? Even when you were young, did you aspire to the Meryl Streep character or did you relate more to Anne Hathaway or someone else entirely? I was five in 2006, but I was just, I felt like an observer. I didn't Mm. aspire to be anyone, but I just remember Meryl Streep's character. I just imagined her life to be very isolating and lonely. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't want that at all. But I also did not find Nate or Christian appealing at all. No. Meryl Streep has everything, but she's really alone at the same time. Yeah. And I Um, think it's so rare that you get to see that. Like, we see this girl boss who's killing it, slaying it. But then she's also going through a lot in her personal life, and she's juggling a lot. And I think that was really, 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 really powerful in that especially. A character of her age too, of her status, like who knows what she did to get to where she is. Like there's a reason she's so cold and so closed off. And it's because she probably had to be to become, to get to the level that she's at now as a woman, I'm sure. Like I can't even imagine how many more obstacles that created for her. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think these female characters play into stereotypes? I think this literally, I think this is a quote from the movie. Meryl Streep is called like career obsessed dragon lady. Mm. And then Andy is kind of the ingenue. Do you think Andy is kind of, I'm not like other girls? I think she realized at the end, it's not a shameful thing to be like the other girls. Yeah. Dragon lady, career obsessed dragon lady. Love Um, that movie. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Oh, obviously, I don't even have to think about it, but it was Andy's glow up. Uh, So you gotta move to the music. Yeah, that one. (laughs) When she's dripped out, styled by Nigel, the art director of the magazine, Chanel boots, Mm. and just all the trench coats, all the hats, they were everything. Oh, so good. I know it's superficial to Mm. say that that's my favorite part of the movie, but I Mm -hmm. think 
after watching this, we're like Andy. We realize yeah. the fashion industry isn't just about clothes. Yeah. I realize clothes are really powerful in the way they can empower someone and give them confidence. Yeah. Like, I feel like my outfits are an extension of my personality or mood, and they really allow me to express how I feel on a given day. So, for yeah. example, today I'm wearing pink. Yeah. We're talking about love, mm. and I'm in a mood for love. Yeah. In the mood for love. Great film. Yeah. Love that, too. I also love how at the end of the movie, she doesn't go completely hacked to how she used to dress. Instead, mm -hmm. she's kind of like in the middle of the old kind of nerdy Andy and the glamorous magazine Andy. It's like... She's learned from the experience, but she's still staying true to herself. Yeah. What's wrong with enjoying material things just a little bit to yeah. make you feel better about yourself? I love material things personally. Huge fan. Yeah. But I think one thing that would not stand like this generation wouldn't be so in love with is Emily's. Do you remember when she was on a diet? She's like, when yeah. I feel like I'm going to faint, I have a cube of cheese. Yeah, she's so funny, though. I do think she's a huge standout in that movie. She was so But amazing. I don't eat anything. <laughs> she's I like, I'm like, one stomach flew away from my goal weight. I was like, this is... When I watched it the first time, I was like, this makes sense. This <laughs> makes sense. But then I rewatched it recently, and I was like, ooh, this is how eating disorders probably... Yeah harbor watching it as a kid too you think emily is so intense and mean like you just think of her you think of her as funny you enjoy watching her but she's mean and now i feel like i have so much more sympathy for her i really understand yeah. her as like a person who just loves this world that she's in so much and has like given her entire self to it but isn't able to progress like is still having a hard time moving up to where she wants to be despite sacrificing everything for it I think yeah. that I, f I have a lot more sympathy with that than I think I used to exactly and I yeah. feel like this movie is really great in showing the different paths that women navigate yeah in their careers like even though Andy has two different male love interests mm -hmm. Nate and Christian in mm -hmm. the end she chooses herself and chooses to live with however she wants without either of these men. See, I kind of interpreted the ending as her getting back together with Nate. Ew. <laughs> you know, they have their little like Jarlsberg giggle at the cafe. I kind of. I read, I guess it's open to interpretation, but mm. I read that the devil wears Prada screenwriter. It said that mm. Nate and Andy are definitely not together if they were ever to make a sequel. Okay, thank goodness, because that guy sucks. He was just a big crybaby. I was oh just my gosh. not here for it. He's like, you missed my birthday. <laughs> like, yeah, you were talking to a journalist who could change your life, but you missed my party. This is the first time where I questioned whether there can be an ideal boyfriend or partner, because I was thinking, wow, these both of these men are so terrible. Yeah. Both of Andy's love interests are holding her back from work or for growth. Yeah. So- Nate wanted her to continue being that nerdy version of Andy right. whilst Christian was trying to pull her more and more into the politics of the fashion industry. Right. Do you think there could be an ideal partner for Andy in this scenario? Like, can you imagine a person who would fulfill all of her needs and not have her compromise anything? Um, I don't know. I think it's also kind of similar to the question of soulmates. Mm. Like, do you believe in soulmates that there's one person in this entire world that is for you? Me personally, mm. I believe in a lot of soulmates. Like, I think you don't have mm. just one soulmate. I think you have a lot of soulmates. And I think a lot of them might be your best friends or your sisters or 
maybe a romantic partner. So I do. <laughs> That's do a good way of thinking about it because I never thought about it. Like there's many less soulmates. absolute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really believe in soulmates. I think mm-hmm. it's about your time and place yeah. and because your relationships that you're putting effort into, mm-hmm. it takes time and energy. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a soulmate, mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy to navigate Yeah, like a long-term relationship with that soulmate. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Much to think mm. about. Much to think about. But what are your favorite rom-coms? Okay. One of my all-time favorite rom-coms, one of my all-time favorite movies for that matter is The Ooh. Holiday. Have you seen it? <gasps> of course. I've, I've seen it like three times. Oh, I love that movie. Okay. You know what's funny? The Holiday is from 2006, the same as Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was the golden age of Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a Nancy Myers film. It's about these two women, Iris, played by Kate Winslet, who lives in London, and Amanda, played by Cameron Diaz, who lives in LA. And fantastic woman. Yes. They're both really unhappy in their love lives. Cameron's boyfriend just cheated on her. And the guy that Iris is in love with just got engaged to another woman. And they do a home exchange over Christmas and basically switch lives for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is such a perfect rom-commy setup. Like it's it's the meat cute. Yeah. And it's so absurd, which is what I love about rom-coms. Like normal people do not do home exchanges and if they do they definitely don't meet the love of their life when they do (laughs) no so yeah the movie has obviously a very typical rom-commy setup which i love but i do think what i love most about this movie are the parts of it that feel less typical for example jack black is a romantic lead oh yes he was i really love him i think he's great he is great, but he's so not like the usual type that you'd see cast in a yeah, role like exactly. this. I've never seen him play any role that's not strictly comedic. Him and Kate Winslet, they have chemistry from the beginning, but it's really sweet. It's not sexual. And it feels natural. It feels really natural. They have amazing chemistry together. I like that his character is kind of a hopeless romantic, which, you know, a lot of male characters aren't like that. I found it really yeah. refreshing. And I like that Jack Black isn't afraid to be in love because a lot yeah. of the tropes of men in rom-coms so yeah. what's the movie with ryan ryan gosling and emma crazy stupid love love crazy stupid love like he's a player he doesn't yes. want to be kept down yes no like, one knows why? the real why? him yeah exactly i'm it's so like over that such a classic male yeah. stereotype in rom-coms yeah yeah and it's so nice to see a character that's so open-hearted like jack yeah Black is. it makes him more masculine in my like he's so in I touch agree. with his own feelings and his unafraid to be falling in love yeah it's sexy he seems like he's been in therapy (laughs) yes he really cares about his mental health he's in touch hot (laughs) that's a top tier rom-com i think Mm. okay what do you think the criteria is for a top tier rom-com i think the protagonist has to be imperfect in some way Mm. they have to represent the viewer so we can feel more empathetic Mm. so they have to go through some sort of life challenge navigating a difficult love triangle Mm. or trying to figure out their own identity have you ever been in a love triangle never i don't think i've ever i don't think i have the energy to keep up with a love triangle how do you find two people that you're equally interested in that's crazy (laughs) or i was thinking like fighting over one person oh my gosh i would never if it's a fight i'm out i'm not interested i'm not interested that actually turns me off because i'm thinking why is that person having all these people dangling over their heads yes yes exactly it, it doesn't make me more attracted to them at all I agree. Um, I also think that a great rom-com has to have shenanigans. Things have have to happen that are so silly they could only happen in a rom-com. Yep. Like, um, 
when they sing you're so vain on stage and how to lose a guy in 10 days oh i forgot about that completely what's it uh, like the flash mob thing or did they just sing it on stage they basically trick each other into having to sing the song on stage together as a way of resolving their conflict <laughs> like how does that even happen in real life like that would never ever it doesn't it's shenanigans it's I, the shenanigans. whole plot of how to lose a guy in 10 days is shenanigans and hijinks and that is why it's perfect in my mind do you think your taste in rom-coms impacts how you define a perfect relationship or a perfect love? Like what makes a rom-com perfect to me? Does that correlate to what makes a love perfect to me? Yeah. Honestly, I think my desire for hijinks correlates to my belief that love and dating should be fun. <laughs> love is a serious thing, I guess you could say. A lot of people think about it like that, but I think your partner in life has to be someone you have fun with. You're with them yeah. for the rest of your lives. You better be having fun. Exactly. And even if you're just casually dating, I think it should always be fun. Like if you're going on shitty dates, you're swiping nonstop and you're not enjoying yourself, just trying to find someone to find someone. I don't think yeah. that's the point of dating. Dating should be fun. Yeah. You should be laughing. You should be letting go. Yeah. Think about it. Like when you're falling in love with someone, they're basically a stranger. Yeah. How weird They're is that? a stranger. Yeah. And why shouldn't it be fun why does it have to be so serious all the time yeah and when you think about a really think about a really great date when you're just like i am on i'm crushing this date right now this person is obsessed with me <laughs> that feeling is so addicting like that's so fun that's, i know and that is what dating is supposed to be like i feel like that was the point of the apps the apps were supposed to be fun and they've kind of devolved into this really sad seemingly endless game i think rom-coms are supposed to capture the lightheartedness mm. the tender but fun moments of being in love yeah because it's such a special feeling like how being in love is such a rare feeling and to yeah. crush on someone yeah is also a rare feeling having a crush is so fun it having is. a crush is some of the most fun you can have <laughs> even the... if nothing ever happens having a crush is some of the most fun you you're can just have. like he hee all day every day yeah i love it it's the best wait i want to know your experience with dating apps um i met my girlfriend on bumble actually <gasps> but generally speaking i don't like the apps i think it's swiping is just awful like it never feels good it feels dehumanizing to me and like so mm -hmm. transactional in a way that I really don't enjoy but but you got my, lucky hello I got really lucky and my tip my girly tip for the day is um talk as little as possible on the apps I think if you are getting a vibe from someone you should try to meet them in person as soon as possible because oh. the more you don't want to make a shit ton of small talk and then get on the date and be like so I already know you have three sisters and you're a freelance content creator and you live in um x neighborhood and your favorite food is this what do we talk about now you know yeah leave a little mystery for when you get there mm, I love that that's a great tip and Thank yeah you, and I Dana. also think yes you are so welcome <laughs> someone who me talking to someone who's in a relationship and is not on the apps <laughs> yeah but I feel like it's really I think it's very insightful because I have a lot of girlfriends who are on the apps and yeah. they it's just they hate it draining it's yeah. draining it's draining yes that's kind of what I've been trying to get at is that it's draining and it for no reason because it should be fun no matter how how good it is talking to someone you've never met you're not going to really understand their vibe until you're with them in person and so you should cut yeah. to that as soon as possible yeah that makes sense you yeah. need to catch the person because I think texting and 
even just scrolling through each other's Instagrams can yeah. be so curated. We yes. cur- curate what we say and we curate the personality that we want them to perceive us as. Absolutely. It doesn't have that magic of meet cutes and rom-coms. Yeah. Anyways, back to rom-coms. Sorry for the little detour there. There are so many great rom-coms. It was really hard for us to choose our favorites. So I think we should do a quick rapid fire back and forth listing of some of our other favorites. Okay, ready? Go. Notting Hill. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Failure to launch. View from the top. Ride Wars. It's complicated. <laughs> Wait, I haven't seen View from a to- from the top. What oh is my that god, one? it's so good. It's Gwyneth Paltrow as like a flight attendant in the Midwest. <laughs> oh, okay. I know this one. It's great. And um, Candace Bergen is like her mentor because she's basically the perfect flight attendant. Wow. Yeah, hmm. it's amazing. I think... Yeah, Gwyneth, I think she was the queen of rom-coms in the Mm. 90s or Mm. like early 2000s. And then the next phase was Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. Yeah, I see that. I definitely. I don't know who the people are now. I'm really not. I don't know. I love how all of our favorites are from the early 2000s. Literally the golden era for rom-coms. Honestly, yes. And I do want to give a special shout out to a movie that I just watched that's from the early 2000s that I probably mm. would have chosen as my main topic if I had watched it in time. But I uh-huh. want to give a shout out to Saving Face. Have you seen that? Oh, I've never, never, ever. I've never is, even heard of it. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's about Chinese lesbians in New York. Whoa. <laughs> it's amazing. And there's from like early a, 2000s? Yeah. And there's a really big emphasis on one of their relationships with her mom. And it's oh. it's just gorgeous. But And it's fun. It's funny. It's very relatable. It's not... I feel like now, if I were to give you that synopsis and it was a movie from now, it would probably be like trauma porn. Yeah. Like, all about generational trauma. But no, this one's fun. Yeah. I think that's... It has to be fun. Like yes. we said earlier. Yeah. I personally think rom-coms have gotten worse. Yeah, Unforge. Yeah, what's the last really great recent rom-com that you've seen? Crash Landing on You. Hmm. Is that considered a rom-com? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we kind of narrowed ourselves to movies, and I think we we could open it up for sure. Yeah, to series. I think Crash Landing on You was so amazing. Yeah. It made me cry. It made me (laughs) feel giddy. It made me – there were great side characters. Yes. Oh, also, I think Meeting by – blowing into another country via tornado <laughs> is a perfect definition of shenanigans <laughs> it was so, it was it's amazing but i do have to say that it has become really commercialized mm-hmm. which makes it really hard sometimes to focus just on the plot and the love because so crash landing on you there the whole thing is that they're always eating fried chicken for some reason i don't know if they own a fried chicken store i don't remember they were always eating fried chicken and there were so many little sponsorships sprinkled throughout the whole thing it kind of distracts from the plot yeah yeah i get that oh fire island actually i would say that's a great oh yeah (gasps) speaking of fire island Uh uh-huh I bumped into no, I did not bump oh into gosh. him. I, I did not bump into. I just saw um, what was what is his name again? Conrad Rickamora. <laughs> yes, I bumped into him. I don't know why I'm bumping into him. Like he's a mutual friend of mine, <laughs> but I just saw him at a bubble tea store, and he yeah. is as gorgeous, if not more gorgeous, in real life, and he just exudes this kind and lovely energy. Ah, uh, what did you hear his boba order? No, because I was just standing outside i did not oh. bump into it i was just standing outside this boba store i couldn't even go in i was yeah. just like 
like <laughs> screaming to my boyfriend oh my and then gosh. he was like who is this man who is this and then I texted you immediately yeah I love it Obviously. I'm obsessed with that <laughs> yeah so crash landing on you I think and fire island yeah the reason why they still capture that 2000s silliness is because they are silly they're yeah. really silly movies you gotta have silliness and isn't that the point of rom-coms to be able to escape the rigidity of reality and mm. just watch two people struggle and then eventually fall in love mm. that was beautifully put i know okay i think we should wrap things up with crush corner as we always do elaine who the heck are you crushing on and why this episode for this episode i am crushing on myself oh hot i'm doing the most yeah i am in my era of just doing the most and i think i'm crushing on myself i need to give some self-love to myself right now can you expand on um your era of doing the most I'm just in the last semester of my university Mm -hmm. and I'm working and I'm meeting new people and I'm learning new things. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm doing the most in terms of making myself happy and living my life and just actually living it instead of wanting to live it. Wow. That was a Kylie Jenner moment. (laughs) realizing things (laughs) realizing things no I love it what about you okay I just had to look up this actress's name but I'm crushing on Lin Chen from Saving Face who is just this gorgeous gorgeous woman and she um in Saving Face she plays a ballerina as well so wow I love her are you still in your ballerina era I'm very much in my ballerina era I'm going today for the first time in a few weeks because I've been sick I don't know if you could hear it from my voice I'm very much in my ballerina era it's here to stay amazing yes please give us a dance recital black swan okay you got it (laughs) (laughs) okay I think that's all we have for today thank you so much for listening to us talk about our favorite rom-coms and we'll talk to you really soon bye